Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So alhamdulillah, we have completed our first episode of uh, you know, our fundamentals to faith last week talking about family in Islam. And we are back to another convert sharing, which is actually my favorite part of our week, uh, two-week series. Uh, and we are joined today by Sister Evelyn. So alhamdulillah, uh, you might not know Sister Evelyn, but you might you will know her sister who has been on to our show uh, a couple of times, she's Adawiyah. And uh, mashallah, um, Sis Evelyn has taken her shahada just a few months ago uh, and it's, it's something that we are very very happy to have on our show to capture the, the thoughts of a convert when they first come into Islam so uh, without further ado I'll just get Sis Evelyn to introduce herself and uh, what she's doing and, and you know uh, you know how big is family what is, what is she working on nowadays so please Sis Evelyn Assalamualaikum salam brother Kevin. Thank you for inviting me to the show. It's actually a pleasure to be here. Um, well, yes, my sister, she's actually the one who told me about um, Convert Central. And actually the very first recording that I heard, like when she referred to like of all the videos that she sent me, it was a podcast that I've actually heard. So Inshallah. yeah, it's, it's good to be here. Um, so just a little bit about myself. So um, I am staying in Australia on the Gold Coast with my family. Um, I've got two children. Um, my son is um, 11 year old and my daughter is 13 year old. Um, I am a full-time student and I work part-time. So my background is in nursing. So I'm currently working on my doctorate at the moment and um, working as well and pretty busy. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of background information about me. I see. And I just wanted to ask before we start, how long have you been in uh, Australia? I've been here for about 10 years now. And prior to Australia, I was actually in the UK. So uh, myself and my husband, we moved to the UK and we lived there for about eight years. And then we had the children over there. Mm. And, and then we found that Australia, um, the UK is not so conducive for bringing up children. So we thought, you know what, like somewhere close to home, so yep. we chose Australia. That's so why we came to um, Australia. And I picked Gold Coast because I was here on a holiday years ago. So we came to Australia not knowing where to, which part of Australia to settle down. But I was on the Gold Coast with my mom and my sister and my brother for a holiday years ago. And I have four memories of it. So I said, let's just go visit Gold Coast and see how we go. <laughs> and I guess we never left. <laughs> yeah, we never left. So we've just been here ever since. And 10 years has just flown by. Yeah, and uh, currently you you are living with just your your husband and your kids in Gold Coast, right? And the rest of the family they are back in Singapore. That's correct. My parents, my sisters, and my, my sister, my brother, they are all in Singapore. Mashallah, and mash, I, I'm just wondering the kind of uh, you know, that you and sis Adawiyah had, you know, uh, before, uh, prior to your conversion and how she got you interested in Islam because. Uh, I've heard of, you know, uh, people doing, uh, inviting others to Islam within their locality. But, you know, when I heard that she's uh, Marilyn, uh, managed to talk to you through, you know, across continents and, and get you to learn more about Islam and eventually embrace Islam, I was amazed. So actually, I've been looking forward to get you onto our show for, for quite, a, quite some time. So yeah, please <laughs> tell us about how, how that happens, sis. Yeah, so um, I actually, um, 
Oh, thank you. It's actually really a privilege to be here. I'm actually quite a, a, a shy and introvert person. So, so yeah, it's, it's actually really good to be able to come and talk about this. Um, I've been thinking about it, but I just never had the guts to do so. So when Marilyn told me that, um, would I be interested? And, and then, yeah, so I thought, okay, why not give it a try? So, um, so how I became a Muslim. Um, so, so when I met my husband years and years ago, so my husband is a Muslim. My husband is a Muslim. And uh, when we met years ago, um, we, were, we were dating. Um, so sorry, just a little bit about, about me first. So I was born and raised a Catholic, just like my sister. Yep. I attended a Catholic school all my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I go to church until, well, I, I go to church. I'm a, fair, I'm, a, I'm a fairly regular church goer when I was uh, a Catholic church when I was younger. Yep. And then I met my husband. We started dating, even though it was against the Catholic, you know, against the Catholic upbringing, dating a Muslim at that time. I continued to date him. And um, one thing led to another. We fell very much in love. And then, um, we thought, okay, you know, what about the religion aspect of things? So, so um, we 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 spoke about it briefly, but um, we thought, okay, you know what? Um, we still like very, we still like each other. We thought, why not just, you know, we'll see what happens. Let's just, let's just, let's just, you know, try it and see what happens. So, um, when we were in Singapore, I finished my nursing diploma, and after that, I wanted to see the rest of the world. So, what we did was, um. We migrated, we moved, we went to visit um, the UK and we ended up staying there. So one thing led to another. Um, we lived in the UK together for a while and at the time we were dating. And um, I was I was practicing, I was a Catholic at the time still and he's a Muslim. So both of us sort of refused to give into religion and after a while we got married. So we thought, okay, what 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 about the religion aspect of things and 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 it was something that um, we talked about it briefly, but we thought, okay, um, it's easier to not talk about it. And I'm just gonna keep practicing going to church when I can. Yep. So when I was in the UK, I just kept going to church as and when I can. My husband, he would never come with me to church. He would drop me off. He would not stop me, but he would, he would, he would never step into the church with me. So, and then. Kids came along. He's still a Muslim at the time, but he's not really practicing. Then we had the kids, so there was a bigger, a bigger, a much bigger thing, thing about like we have children now and what do we do? But again, we just you know left things as it is. And I tried to bring the children up, you know, knowing God in my own way. Like um, when I can, I talk to them about God, and when I can, I will take them to church and yep. I will take them to a Catholic church. And also it was. It was at this time that I started to drift away from the Catholic Church as well. So um started going to church, but I didn't do anything. I mean, like I would go to church and then it is actually a pressure to go back to church within every uh, you know, like like it is a pressure. I don't enjoy going to church at, at by then. And but then I wanted the kids to know about God. So 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 this happened over a long period of time like for the past 20 years so bear with me my marriage is close to 20 years so please bear with me okay so um um so by then the kids were growing up and then we moved to australia it was the same thing i was still searching for god i couldn't find it in a catholic church and i wanted the kids to know about god 
and I couldn't find him. I often felt very envious when I see my friends going to Sunday church together as a family. And I would take my kids and I took them to Catholic church. It didn't work out. I said, I took them to other Christian church, trying to find God. And um, I took them to Sunday class. Again, it didn't work out. Like I was always finding fault with a certain church that I go to. It, it came to a point where I thought, oh, you know what, maybe this is just not meant to be. I'm not supposed to find God. I was really confused by then about, about who Jesus is and, you know, um, what's his role. Is You know, we were taught that he's son of God. Yep. But then when I go to church, I don't feel anything. And it came to a point where, where I thought, okay, I, this is probably not meant to be. But I don't want my children to know about God. So what I did was instead of instead of me telling them, I just, you know, I just let them learn it from school. So my kids go to Christian school, they attend religious education in school. But at the time I was drifting further and further away from God. Um, because I couldn't find him. I mean, I don't feel anything when, when I go to church when I pray, I don't feel anything. Yep. And and it came to a point where um I started being angry, like if I started being angry with the state of what's happening around the world. And, um, you know, if there is a God, I started to question, like, why are all of these bad things happening to, like, the children in Syria and all the wars that's happening? And I'm like, if there is a God, why is he allowing all of these things to happen? And, and I thought, okay, you know, I was totally um, not believing. And it came to a point where I thought to myself, maybe there is no God. But of course, I wouldn't say that to my children. At, in, in, you know, at the back of my mind, I mean, I thought, okay, they should still learn about God in church, uh, in school, even if I could not educate or teach them myself. And my husband is a Muslim, but he was not really practicing at that time as well. Yep. Okay, so, so that was what happened. And then um, my daughter, she's growing up. My children are growing up. And we are in Australia and we are exposed to a lot of, you know, I, I, I think the culture is very different. Yeah. You would say the culture is very different. Yeah. The children will grow a lot faster than the children would in Singapore. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they, they grow like they're a lot mature. Like you would look at a 14-year-old and you wouldn't think that she's 14-year-old. You would think that maybe she's 17 or 18 year old. And the things they're exposed to, they are actually a lot more mature. And there are often times where I thought, gosh, I wish I'm actually back in Singapore. And I'm actually starting to get a little bit worried as well. So, so um, about this time last year, my sister, I think that was in April, I think it was the year before, I can't remember, um, my sister reverted to Islam. And when she reverted to Islam, she was very happy. And of course, she's my sister, I want to be happy for her. So of course, I'm, I'm you know, like, I'm very happy for her. And she would often send me long messages and texts and send me videos about Islam and about the religion. And and I mean, I would, you know, I'll tell her I'm very happy for her and I would receive those videos from her, but I usually don't watch it. I usually pack it aside and not look at it at all. And she would go on and talk to me about Islam and things like that. And for me at a time, it was, uh, hmm, how long is it? You know, I'm happy for her. I'm really happy for her, but I have my doubts at that time. Um, then, like I was saying before, um, my children are growing up and they are exposed to a lot of things of, you know, like social media was online. And you would call me a rather prudish or conservative mother. 
I do not like the things that um, some of the things that are online. And that's where my husband and myself we differ in opinion when it comes to upbringing of the children. Yep. So, so he's quite open-minded and, and he's like, he don't mind certain things. And sometimes we will often fight over things like the kids shouldn't be watching certain shows. They are if you know, mature audience or, or a mature show, they shouldn't be watching and we'll, we'll fight over those kind of things. Yep. So um, I think my first exposure to Islam happened was when, um, when um, my, my, the schools here um, asked for children to bring their own technology to school. So with the introduction of technology, children are given a lot of you know, time on the technology and exposure to it. Um, so I won't go into detail about it, but um, I found out stuff that, um, you know, my daughter was exposed to certain stuff online. Yep. So that was when I was really devastated at that time. So I told my sister about it. And, 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 and again, it's, you know, she started talking about to me about Islam and things like that at that time. So this was, I think, three years ago, she started talking to me about Islam and about God and, you know, things happened and, 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 and she was trying to tell me about Islam. And at the time, I was not really listening to her. So, so I just thought I just left the matter be. So all this while, Marilyn continued, she never gave up. She kept talking to me about Islam as and when she can. And um, a few months back ago, again, um, again, I found out that, um, you know what, like it is, and this is just a very normal teenage thing. And I, think, I guess it happens to a lot of teenagers nowadays when they're growing up, talking to random strangers online. And I found out that my daughter was talking to people that she knows online. And of course, I freaked out and I felt that, oh, man, like I try to do everything as a mother, but there are just things that are beyond my control when it comes to this online business. Like I, I'll never be able to win. And you have no control over who she talks to, the stuff that they're exposed to and things like that. And um, again, this, I think that this day was quite a significant day because um, again, I was quite upset. And I think it was just after Ramadan and Marilyn, was just talking to Marilyn. Marilyn is very close to my daughter. So I was telling her, she's very close to my daughter. She's my daughter's godmother. So she's usually very concerned about what's happening with my daughter. And I would tell her, and on this particular Sunday afternoon, I was just telling her that, look like, you know, I fall stuff on Lena's iPad. I mean, you know, it's probably a very minor thing, but for me, like, I'm, like I said before, I'm a prudish mother. This is constant to me. It's like, it is a big thing. And I was telling her that I'm really upset. Like, why, you know, like, no matter what I do, like, I've no control over this kind of thing and what they're exposed to. And I'm really worried about what they might see or what they might end up doing or, you know, online and things like that. So I was just talking to Marilyn that day. And again, she talked about um, Islam and she brought in a lot this time as well. And she was talking to me and she said that, you know what, sis, you know, maybe sometimes this kind of things happen for a reason. Maybe it was Allah's way of, you know, you know, giving you all of these challenges for you to come back to him and to get to know him. Mm. And um, that particular afternoon when she said that, um, I replied something to her. And I think that was quite significant because when I said that, I said it from my heart. I said to her that I hope that I will find him 
and I hope that my family will all find him one day soon. Yep. And when I said that, um, I don't know, like something just changed that day. And also this was during the COVID time that there was a lot of like time to reflect and, and things about things as well. Like what are we rushing for each and every day? Like you know, what is happening to the world? It was quite a confusing time that time. Yep. So when I said that to her, um, something changed. And that very same day, I just feel an urge to know more about Islam. And um, I've told you before, Marilyn has previously sent me a lot of videos, YouTube videos, which she has not stopped sending me. And I've not watched it. And I actually started to watch them one by one. And when that happens, I started watching the one on converts, several converts. I thought, okay, I should watch another one. And that night, I was watching a lot of all these videos that she sent me from convert stories to the miracles of the Quran to um, Khutbah by um, Norman Ali Khan. And I've never cried for a long time, but I could feel that, you know, something is something strange is happening. My heart is starting to feel soft and, 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 and I could feel that my tears are coming out. And I thought, okay, you know, this is really strange. And what I did was the very next day, I got in touch with the local mosque here. Yep. So it is the Gokos Islamic um, mosque. And I got in touch with the mosque here and the president of the mosque, I got in touch with him via Facebook. And his name is Hussein Goss. And Hussein rang me straight away. So when he rang me, I just said to him, I just really wanted to know more about Islam. And he's like, what do you want to know? And um, to be honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to know. But I said, maybe I could come to the mosque and I come and see you. And, you know, and he's like, yeah, come to the mosque and, you know, see, you know, um, maybe I'll give you some information. And then you can see where we go from there and things like that. So he said, call me when you're ready to come to the mosque. So I thought, okay, put out the phone. I thought maybe, maybe several weeks. But then that whole afternoon, I was thinking, I just need to get to the mosque. I rang him back, she goes, can I come tomorrow? Yeah. And he's like, sure, why not? So the very next day, actually, um, make time, never been to the mosque. In my, I'm 42, I've met my husband, I've married him for nearly 20 years now. And I've lived in Singapore. This is the very first time I've actually stepped into a mosque. So I stepped into the mosque, I went into the mosque, I met Hussein Goss for the first time. He is so humble and he is so unassuming, non-judgmental. And he's like, what do you want to know about Islam? You know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And and but I was being a little bit arrogant. I mean, I would I don't know if it's arrogant or defensive. I was like, the first thing I said to you, I'm not here to convert. I only wanted to know more about Islam. I'm not thinking about converting. I just wanted to know. So he's like, yeah, that's fine, you know, that's fine. So we just had a little chat. I mean, I haven't really got any question about Islam because, you know, my husband is a Muslim and over the years he tried talking to me about Islam. And I guess it's different at the time because when he was telling me, there is a difference when I'm seeking knowledge and there's a difference when I'm being a critic. So when he was telling me, my husband was telling me at that time, nothing ever goes in. But now, when 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 I went to the mosque and Hussein was telling me the same thing, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time. Yep. So 
So he said, okay, I'm going to give you a, you know, this special gift pack. And I've not, I've not given it to anyone. Um, usually I don't give it to anyone, but I'm going to give it to you. And inside the gift box, there was actually a Quran and a booklet on, on, on how to pray. So I took it home and I look at it and slowly, slowly, I mean, from the day that I went to the mosque and within two weeks time, every day I had a nagging feeling. I need to be a Muslim. I need to be a Muslim. I am ready. I am ready. And I always give my, I keep giving myself timelines like, because I'm quite a fickle person. So I thought, what if this is not what I want to be? Just give myself a longer timeline. Make it three months. Make it six months. Make it to finish the end of the year or something. But every morning I wake up and it's like, I need, I need, I need to, to do this. So um, all this while I've been watching videos that my sister sent me, I also started looking for videos myself. I started looking at videos by, um, my favorite is um, Norman Ali Khan. So I started watching some of the videos and all this while I just started to fall in love with Islam. And two weeks later on 15 July, I rang Hussein, I said, I'm ready to take my Shahada. And he's like, when? I'm like, ASAP. So he said, okay. So I went to the mosque and I took my shahada there and then. So basically my journey was very short. It was only two weeks, I would say, when I was first exposed, like really exposed to Islam. Mashallah. And that, that was like a few months ago, right? About three to four months ago? Uh, there is only like four months ago. Four months ago, mashallah. And yeah. uh, after you have taken your uh, shahada, uh, how was the reaction of your husband, uh, sis Marilyn, your family, your, your kids? So Marilyn, because it happened so very quickly, Marilyn, I, I, she's the first one that I, I told her that I'm going to take my shahada today. So she was really excited. She was really happy because she never thought this day would come because she's been sending me videos for one year and what? I've never watched those videos at all. And because I love my sister, whatever she says, I'll be like, yes, yes, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll take time to listen to her, but I've never watched any of her videos. Yep, and yep. I told you the, the podcast was actually the first video that I watched. MashaAllah. <laughs> And um, as for my husband, he, he, when he first found out that I went to the mosque, he was very surprised. And because he has been, he has been disappointed over the years, he never expected that this day would come. And his reaction was, I think it was more defensive as well. He's like, I'm not going to get involved. When, I, when he knew that I came back from the mosque for the very first time, he's like, I'm not going to get involved. I'm just going to leave it to you. And I said, yes, you do not get involved. This is between me and God. It is meant to be. It will happen. You don't worry about it. Let me deal with this myself. And but I don't think he expected it to happen so quickly because he has waited nearly twenty over years, and it happened in two weeks. <laughs> so it was it was a bit of a a, a a a you know I think it was surprising. And um with my children. So again, like I was all this time they were growing up, we talked to them about Christianity, about Jesus about God, about Christmas, about how Jesus died on Good Friday. Yeah. And I sent it to Christian school. And suddenly I'm a Muslim and things changes. And so it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was difficult for them to accept at first. Yeah. But um, it has been okay. As soon as I, I saw Rebirth, what I did the very first thing was I started looking for Madrasa on the Google. 
So I started looking for schools for them to attend. And um, alhamdulillah, we found a very good madrasa school for them. I mean, so they have been attending madrasa for about as long as I've been revered now. They are learning about Islam as well. They are learning about the Prophet, peace be upon him. And they are starting to embrace and love Islam. I mean, of course, there are things that they're not happy about, like why can't we celebrate Christmas this year? Yeah. And things like that. And I uh, said, so we have to, you know, it's a pagan celebration. We don't, and so we can call it other celebration, but not just celebrate Christmas. So things like that, that they have to understand. And um, we do have our challenges, like the certain things that I will not I tell my daughter not to wear. Yep. And we have our battles and, and like the certain shows, of course, you cannot watch. Like, you know, you have to watch shows that are not certain shows. Even yep. though your friends are watching it, it's not acceptable. So I do have my my fights ready for me, but I guess that's normal. And But now I do feel better ever since I've heard it because I know that I've tried my best as a mother. And all I can do is just leave it to Allah. I will bring up my children the way that I am meant to. But yep. the rest, I'll leave it to him. Yep, alhamdulillah, mashallah. I, mashallah, I'm so amazed by your story, sister. And I'm so happy that your, your kids are enrolled in Madrasa. And I, I, I thought it would be a, a, a longer process, but Allah has really brought a lot of blessings into your life. And I'm, I'm, I believe not just to your life, but to your children's life, your husband's life, and also to sister Adara's life. Now she has an actual sister, uh, a sister, blood sister with her that, that practices Islam as well. And... Uh, I I'm I'm so happy to hear your story. You know, I I I don't know. I, I the the listeners definitely won't see me smiling, but I've been smiling the whole time. Um, I just have one uh a few questions to ask uh with regards to your kids also. Um, eventually, like uh when they okay when they first entered the madrasa, um, were, were they receptive towards entering madrasa because it's a transition, right? I think for you, you were uh, a bit special because you came into Islam. Uh, with with kids that were still uh teenagers, so typically a lot of people either come into Islam like myself. I don't I, I don't come with baggages because I have uh I don't have kids and I'm 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 single, so or they come at a very later age of their lives where their children are already adults and they have no obligation uh to take care of their children anymore as they're already grown up. But for yourself, it's a little bit special because you have two kids, right? And um, they are still schooling, so. Uh, it's a transition uh, period from your previous lifestyle to your current Islamic lifestyle that you're trying to fit into, right? So, um, how was the transition for them? They uh, definitely, I, I'm sure they were shocked when when uh, uh, when you decided to you know become a Muslim. But how mm-hmm. did they, what was their uh, mindset towards it? So when I first referred them and I told them I I become a Muslim, they were like, oh, EE. Well, they call my sister yeah. EE. Did you do it because of EE? I'm like, oh, no, okay. I did not do it. <laughs> I did not do it because of EE. I regret it because I wanted to, because Allah chose me. And, and you know, when Allah calls you and when it's time, it's time. So I tried to explain to them. So um, I wanted them to learn about Islam, of course, and I was very eager. So at the mosque where I, when I took my shahada, it is the Gold Coast Islamic Society Mosque. So they have a madrasa class there yep. um, on certain days. So what I did was I first took them to that, to that, to that mosque. And again, the ustad that greeted us, oh, um, the ustad that greeted us, he's an old man, he's a, such a kind person, but 
he was the typical Muslim man with the long jubba, long beard. Yeah. And as you imagine, my children has never been to a mosque before. My daughter was fighting me to put on a hijab at that time. So why do I have to do this? And when she walked into the mosque and all these other small children were there and they were all reciting the Quran. You could see that my daughter was giving me dagger eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she was giving me dagger eyes. So the we stopped was so lovely. He was like talking to them and talking to me. And, and then he was saying such lovely things like, you know, I heard about you reverting and converting. And now that you brought your whole family here, may you, you know, he was saying such nicely that may you, you know, you take your whole family with you, you know, on the way to Jannah. Something along those lines, but you could see that my daughter, she was so upset. She was just, she just wasn't happy to be there at all. Yes. So, so, so we start saying, you know, have a thing. The teacher say, have a thing. See if you want to come to this, you know, have a thing about it. And my children, both of them, they just couldn't wait to leave the mosque at that time. <laughs> so they, so they did. And I thought to myself, okay, this is not the mosque. This is not the madrasa for them. This is not the school for them. And I'm like, if I want them to learn about Allah, I want them to learn about Islam, this is not where it's going to be because they are just not going to like it at all. Yep. So I kept searching and I kept searching. And I don't know if by coincidence, I think it was just a day or two later. I, mean, I think it's cause will, not coincidence. Um, there is, I found that there is actually a, a go, um, there is an Australian Islamic school here. It's a private school. And, yep. there is an, there, and they have a curriculum there. And I was looking on the website and looking at the curriculum and I thought, they have a structured curriculum, not where at the other madrasa where they are thought to recite the Quran where my children cannot even speak Arabic. There's, there is no way they will fit in the other madrasa. So when I was looking at the curriculum, I thought, okay, this is really good. So I contacted the school straight away and they said, all right, somebody will get in touch with you. And the imam did. He got in touch with me and he said, well, I am an imam of at the school there, but I have classes outside of the school at another mosque on the Gold Coast. Why don't you bring your children here and have a look at this other, other, you know, at, at, at the madrasa here? Yep. So, of course, my children heard about it. Again, they are not happy, but they, they have to come along. So I took them and this madrasa, it was different. There were a lot of children, children of different ages. We met the imam and the imam told us that this class is actually run by my wife and my daughter. And it took out all of this book. Not only do they learn about the Quran, they learn about like um, the Ikrat, the characters, they learn about fiqh, they learn about, it is a very structured, structured course. And um, basically you put us at ease, there is no pushing. If you want, you know, you just learn at your own pace and things like that. So, okay. My children were not happy, but they were willing to give it a try. So, so they were willing to give it a try. So as, you, as I said before, my daughter is a teenager. So they started going to Madrasa. So my, da my daughter, when she started first going, of course, she, she was not willing to conform to the attire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like a hijab or, 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 or <laughs> long pants or long sleeves. It, it was a challenge, but the Ustas are blessed. Her. She's never said anything. Yep. Okay? She just let them let them, you know, come in your own way. And she said to her, at least put on a scarf, you know, a scarf is like a uniform, put on a scarf. So he started from there, my daughter, she started putting on a scarf yeah. when she's at Madrasa. And then after that, another week goes by and she said, mommy, I think I need a long pants. So she started long pants. And then after that, another week, it's like, I need a long sleeve shirt. And, and slowly, week by week, 
But my dog, my son, is a lot easier. He goes to a, he goes to a Christian school, but when he first learned about Islam, I mean, I am so blessed, as you say earlier. I am just really blessed. It's like a fish that has found water. He, he learns, you know, like the characters so quickly, the Arabic characters so quickly. He learned the surah so quickly, and he just loved Islam. And um, they have been going for several months now, like tomorrow, there yep. is a school activity after school. And I said, do you want to go with the school? It's the last week of school, and he has madrasa. And then he said, but I have madrasa. I'm like, it's okay, we should let you skip one madrasa, just to go for his school activity. He's like, no, I'd rather go to madrasa. <laughs> so it's like just angelism, we just love it. And Ustaza and the daughter, they're just so good. And and my kids are just just slowly learning to 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 know more about Islam. I'm actually quite dreading because school holidays is coming. I'm actually talking to the Ustaza. Are you gonna have school holiday classes? Is there anything at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you guys can even attend it together, man. Yeah, well, I'm attending a lot of classes, well not a lot, but I'm attending classes from um um, Darul Akram. So, so oh, okay, that, okay. I mean, all the way back. So, yep, yep. Yeah, so I mean, COVID is a bad thing, but so thankful for online classes. So, I attended several classes with Darul Akram, like the praying classes, and um, the um, um is beginnings about is um, the fundamentals of Islam, and 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 several other sessions as well. So also my sister has been following me a lot of other Zoom sessions as well and yeah. other courses as well. So I've been learning at my own pace as well. And uh, I have access to several Ustad and Ustad. So in a way, I'm very lucky. Mm. So when I have questions, I just message them and ask them. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And I, I'm truly blessed to be able to hear your story. Um, uh, my, my own experience was, was you know, uh, I felt like it was a miracle. But listening to yours, you know, it always reminds me of of the how plentiful Allah's miracles are everywhere and, and we just have to pause and, and, and to take a deeper look to see them. And you know, it, it's it's like as you said, 20 years in the making and and you, you never truly given a second thought to Islam uh, until two weeks came yeah. and everything in your life changed. Yeah. And that, that is yeah. Allah's miracle and, and the fact that with with your with, with your change, you know, is 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 a catalyst for your children's change, acceptance into Islam. I'm sure your husband is also getting more in touch with his uh, faith now that his whole family, including you, uh, you know, learning more about Islam. I'm sure he feels inspired too. I'm sure sis Adawiya is also inspired to learn more so that she can share with you as a sister since she's the one that came into Islam first. And, and you know, so, so many miracles that, that I've just listened to in the past 25 minutes. And mashallah, uh, I just wanted to share a few points after listening to, to you know, your story. And it's, it's, it's truly... Um, something that uh, I see in many, many convert stories. So, you know, many a times when we have a little bit of, uh, you know, divine uh, realization from, from Allah, from God, and, and, you know, people around us wonder like, oh, I'm a Muslim, but she, she knows about Islam, but she doesn't want to uh, embrace Islam. Like, why, right? Why, why do we, uh, why, why does that happen? And, and sometimes we as Muslims, we get frustrated. But when it comes to people accepting Islam, there's a part of belief and knowledge and faith. There's also a part of uh, how help arise from Allah at the most opportune of times and at the, at the best of timings so that when you come into Islam, you're more ready as a Muslim to accept the faith. So the part of knowledge and awareness is called hidayah and realization is called hidayah. And then the part of help is called tawfiq from Allah. So 
you know, I'm sure you, you know, Allah is giving you the hidayah through your sister, your husband. You're surrounded by Muslims, and you've known about Islam for a while. And and I'm sure you know, man, so many years have passed, and they are wondering why haven't you accepted Islam? But when the taufik of Allah comes, it really, really comes. It comes, and and within two weeks, Allah has shown His power. You know, uh, twenty years, uh. Us humans, we are not able to get people around us to become a Muslim. But when Allah comes, within two weeks, He's He's made you a Muslim. Within a few months, your whole family is attending religious classes together, and and that's something that amazes me. And the first thing that we always talk about when it comes to Islam to non-Muslims or to new Muslims, people who are coming to learn about Islam, is never about how Islam views um gay rights, LGBT, or it's never about how uh how Islam should be practiced by by people, but from from your sharing, from many many sharing, from my own experience, it's always about Tauhid, which is Allah, which is God, as the precursor. You know, we always share about Allah as what she's Marilyn shared to you. Maybe it's just Allah's way of you bringing back to uh, you to Him. You know, it's always about monotheism as a point of reference at the start, and that's where people sprout the seeds of faith in in each other's hearts. And you know, uh, and our heart eventually is softened by knowledge and and thank. Thank Allah for all the resources we have online nowadays. Thank, I was extremely also inspired by Ustaz Numa Ali Khan. Uh, he was also the reason why I, I decided to take a bigger leap of faith into Islam. So I totally understand the kind of um, the vibes you feel when you listen to, to him speak because he speaks with such wisdom, you know, with such contextual knowledge and he's able to, you know, simplify this very abstract knowledge to, to us laymen and we just listen and we understand. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so much to, to unpack from your story because unlike some converts who come, came to Islam because a little bit about knowledge or a little bit about, uh, uh, because of knowledge or because of the mannerisms of other people, you, you had everything, you know. You had uh, knowledge from your sister, you had help from Allah, you had, you know, your ustaz helping you from the mosque and it's, 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 it's knowledge, Allah's help and, and their mannerisms as well. So you, you had everything in your experience. And I'm so happy to be able to know of a story like yours that I can share to other people when, when I hear that they are going through something that is tough. I can say, okay, look at this sister and, and you know, look at how Allah has helped her. I'm so happy to have gotten you on, onto our uh, podcast tonight. And, uh, you know, I think this is an opportune time also for me to get you to give an advice to, you know, someone who is uh, who was at, in your shoes maybe a year ago, struggling with the same challenges, you know, or, or perhaps to yourself one year ago. What, what kind of uh, simple advice would you give to, to her or to him? Well, one year ago, I would never have thought that I would be a Muslim. I mean, the thought has never crossed my mind before. I mean, I married my husband never thinking that I would ever have a revert. And I guess now, like when I say inshallah, it means a lot to me because or Islam, just total submission to Allah because you never know. You just submit yourself to Him and yeah, just submit yourself to Him and there are beautiful things waiting and yeah. Yeah, when we live our lives for the sake of Allah, naturally miracles will start popping up in places we never ever expect. And I'm sure, you know, uh, whatever that we've just recounted in the past 30 minutes is just uh, a handful of these miracles and you know, we are, there are even miracles in parts of our lives that we have never ever heard of and, and, and we have not realized it. So I, I pray that, you know, inshallah, Allah gives the hidayah and taufik to your family members as well, your other 
uh, your your parents, you know, and your extended family, so that all of them can see the beauty and 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 the benefits of Islam. And I pray that your your children enjoy enjoy learning Islam and and eventually they become seekers of knowledge as well. And I pray that you know all of you guys bring each other closer towards Allah. There's a lot of blessings in your life, and thank you for sharing that blessings with us tonight. So thank you so much for coming up to our show. Uh, and we, we, we look forward to see you and perhaps together we'll see Adawiyah again on our show together to share about some of your experiences and your thoughts. So with this, I would like to end the podcast with, uh, by reciting Tasbir Kafara in Surah Al-Asr. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wala asli innal insana lafi khus. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَأَمِنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاصَوْا بِالصَّبْرِ Thank you so much, sister. And we'll see you in our next episode of Fundamentals to Faith. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.